Hello and welcome to Minecraft Lab. No, I'm not Minor Thoughts, I'm Troj. Minor and myself are taking a little mid-year break this week. So for you, we have a look back at a classic episode where we are joined by MagpieCraft and we ask the question, is SMP Minecraft content on YouTube dead? Interesting question and something that we are going to revisit again very soon. So probably now a very good time to sit back, grab yourself a nice warm or cold drink, depending on where you are, and listen back and, and take a look back to what we thought about 12 months ago. Hello and welcome to a Minecraft lab where we explore, experiment, and theorize about all things Minecraft. With me today is again, Droge. How you doing, Miner? And I'm excited. I'm very excited. Yes, yes. Uh, I mean, this Minecraft lab is really taking off. We're getting people involved in the discussions. In fact, we've got a special guest with us today. I know, and I can't be more excited. With us today is MagpieCraft. Hello, Magpie. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. No, thank you for accepting the invite. It's uh, yeah. yeah, really great to have you with us and get a different voice and a different perspective on uh, this game that we call Minecraft. Mm -hmm. Yes. My magpie perspective is, um, you know, usually a fun take on things. So we'll see. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Be very good. Today's subject is something that we touched on in the last Minecraft lab. It was, which was a live stream. Plazardy, he, he, he was very vocal on that, that we should, we should discuss this more. Are SMPs dying? Is the content, specifically Minecraft YouTube content for SMPs, is it taking a dive? I mean, is it fading out? Is it just a, a fad that is, it's going away? Well, this is why it was, I was pretty keen that we got Magpie involved because obviously Magpie plays on um, a couple of different servers and you know we obviously have the insight from our thoughts from terms of interims but obviously having Magpie there from particularly from Daybound which is another SMP uh, is going to be very valuable to this discussion and again Magpie thank you for agreeing to throw your hat into the ring on this. Yeah, no worries. I'm I'm excited to kind of talk about it because I do think it is something that's a big part of a lot of our life. Very much so. And like when you, you know, most, you know, probably what, 70, 80% of people that start a YouTube channel, it's always a let's play that they start off with. And then invariably that will evolve into them meeting other content creators and hey, all of a sudden they're on SMP. Um, have you, in the 12 months or 18 months that you've been creating content, you, you've predominantly been doing let's play sort of style videos yeah when i first started i actually put my first video up at the very end of 2020 um i think it was like december 27th 2020 and uh for gosh probably until october ish november ish i was doing let's play um i didn't really start playing with people until the end of um 2021 i'm sorry yeah yeah no that's right so it was very new and i would I, I'm good at Minecraft until you start playing with other people and you realize I'm not so good at Minecraft. I have a lot to learn. Um, but now, you know, looking back, it's like, I feel like time has flown. It's just getting to meet new people 
and um, I was asked to join an SMP and I joined it. And then, you know, you kind of have to find your, your footing, find where you belong. You know, I feel like I, I really have, I truly, like I said before, I feel blessed with the community that we all have, but yeah, it's the let's please don't do very well unless you can really get in on a good idea with them that is a different take because people don't know who you are especially when you're new starting your channel and you have like um, less than 100 subscribers and you you might hear my cat meowing in the background um but if you if you don't have many subscribers and your videos are not getting out there and you're doing a let's play people don't you know they they can't find you on youtube so it is that that bit of but to me i kind of looked at that as a blessing because you're getting to kind of learn, learn the editing, learn the recording, learn what it is you want to do. So it's definitely a journey. What I find is interesting is you know, when, when you, well, when I was starting and after the you know, first six months or so, you know, I would look at some of those bigger content creators and look back at their earlier videos. Now, obviously they've probably deleted some off their channels, but kind of look back as far as you can go. And a lot of them like, Impulse SV, it's no secret to, to listeners, he's one of my favorites. And, you know, he's got a lot of Let's Play stuff in his early, early days, and it worked for them. For us, starting, it's really not working from a growth perspective, yeah. which is interesting to see how that's evolved over the over the time. I definitely am one that believes that the more content you throw out to YouTube, the better. Um, and that's kind of what I did. I tried to upload almost daily for a while there. Um, you can't burn out though. And, and that's another lesson that I think sometimes you have to learn the hard way. Um, but I think getting content out there and just trying to get YouTube to know who you, are, I guess, so to speak. But, um, yeah, it, it is, it's a grind for, for a lot of us. I mean, I, I listened to LDA shadow lady. Um, she's somebody that I've watched over the years and some of her earlier, uh, let's plays, I was like, man, she sounds a little bit like me, like just kind of trying. And uh, I think just like with anything, you have to keep grinding. You can't get disheartened. You can't say, oh, I only got five views on that video. I'm just going to have to, you know, throw it in. It, it does get tempting at times, but you just have to keep going, especially if it's something that you love, which I love gaming. I love Minecraft and I love making YouTube videos. So just keep going. Oh, same here. Yeah. I think that's actually a trap that some people fall into is they want to make it big so badly that they lose the sight of why they started in the first place. And it yeah. becomes a, becomes like a second job or becomes a chore. Mm -hmm. And you, I don't think you can do that because you're not, in all likelihood, you know, you're not going to make it big overnight. You know, some of those ones that are coming into that next middle tier, you know, like the Spadettis, which are you now quite, uh, they're quite big now. Um, yeah, there's a few there, but they still didn't do it overnight. They still, you know, they had to go through that grind in the early days and, and then go. And, you know, it can, like you just said, Magpie, can be very tempting. You put a video out, you've put a lot of work in, you think, oh, this is a good video, and you get 10, 20, 30 views. And it's like, huh. And it can drag you down. A hundred percent it can drag you down. Mm -hmm. And then you start wondering, do we give up? Do we move on to another hobby? But like you, you know, I love it. Love yeah. Minecraft. 
I love the making the videos. I love putting it out there. And you just got to, I guess you got to keep your eye on why you're doing it. And I guess if you ever find yourself going into that line of, I'm only doing it because I want it to be a job, you need to rethink maybe. Yeah. Because I think those that do make, like, there's a lot that goes along with it that's not necessarily pretty. <laughs> you know, um, people are very vocal with comments and, and how they feel about what your, your content is and what you're putting out there. And I think any of the big YouTubers would probably say, you, you know, make sure it's what you want because people think that they can just pretty much say anything. You know, they get a lot of hate comments. They get a lot of this, a lot of that. So I think you have to have that love and that passion or else that you can't handle that kind of stuff. Um, for me, my thing is, is there's so many, I mean, YouTube is so vast and somebody may not like my content and that's absolutely a-okay because there are how many other Minecraft content creators that they can go watch or I'm not for everybody. Um, of course I'd like to be, you know, somebody that people would like to watch, <laughs> but the reality is, is that no, not everybody's going to like my content and that's okay. Uh, the, the key is, is to just not let it get to you. I've had people put comments on videos and it's like, in fact, one was you really need to start make some, making something interesting. And I just left it there. I'm like, yeah, okay. That's, you're allowed your, your opinion. And maybe um, you haven't taken into consideration. I'm still learning and I'm still new and all that. So it, it's, it's no big deal, you know, brush it off and you just keep going. Yeah. I, um, as far as myself and content creation, I, I mean, I've had many, many discussions with Troj. Uh, I I tend to see things differently, maybe cynical at times. But for me, I started out YouTube just I want I knew I wanted a gaming channel, so I started off doing little games, indie games, and sort of reviews of games, and then I found uh, Minecraft started playing Minecraft with my girlfriend, Reimagined, and like, well, there maybe this is something I could get into. And then, shocker, I know I have to mention this every time. I know it's just not a, not just a name, but I am a real miner. <laughs> no, why haven't you told us this before? I think I have to do it every podcast just to remind people. Anyway, my first thing is fascinating. It's fascinating because you don't meet a real miner every day. My idea was to do to see how Minecraft applied to real life mining. So I really got into doing that as far as bigger production type uh, videos for Minecraft, uh, real real mining in Minecraft. And that's when I found Interomes through Facebook and met a couple of the people that are still there, uh, still here on Interomes today, and just clicked. So, uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, you just find people that you click with. And I, I've always felt that SMP content is a way to grow together. And a lot of us feel that way. So when we push to to include each other in videos, I I think that's a way that we can uh, grow together. They 
people see us in each other's videos and they say, hey, oh, wow, I could go check out Magpie's channel because I saw it in, you know, someone else's video. And that just helps us grow together. And uh, that gets it me into maybe something we should discuss. The big SMPs, namely Hermitcraft. I think when Green came aboard, and I want to say season six it was, Hermitcraft really, really took up took off because there were a lot of people that watched Grian. He had a big following already that found Hermitcraft. Now, I didn't know about Grian before that. Really, the first Hermitcraft person I found was Cubfan in Season 5. And from there, I discovered more and more Hermits that I liked. Uh, so, I think the... And they have used that. Their, I think their goal is to help each other get noticed. And they've created different events and things to kind of help boost subscriber counts, doing collabs with a big, uh, bigger content creator uh, to try and get the smaller hermits noticed. So um, what are your guys' thoughts on, like, the bigger SMPs? I think they're definitely, well, <clears throat> sorry. There's, there's two different things there I think I, I'd like to sort of follow on your train of thought. So the first one is that, yes, I think in SMP, the strength of them is that you have that group that you can grow together with and help each other grow in a friendly environment. Um, where I think the difference thing is, you know, and there's a, when you talk SMP and content SMPs and all those sort of things, there are a dime a dozen. There are hundreds if not thousands of them and they and there's dozens that start up every single day you just have to look at some of the facebook groups out there for minecraft and it's like oh i'm thinking of starting an smp or i've started a server come and join and almost invariably at least 90 percent of them say it's hermitcraft style i think and you know i can put my hand up that i was guilty of this too when we started interrounds up the, the line of thinking between the three of us that were actually the original ones that we started was, you know, we can be like Hermitcraft and we can grow like Hermitcraft and we can grow like the Hermits and this is going to be great. And it was great. It was great fun. And, you know, because Marty, you've been, you've been within your realm since day one. And, you know, it was, it was great fun, but we never grew. I think the reason is, is because you people try to imitate hermitcraft and the hermitcraft style it doesn't work because it can now become back into like a slightly different topic smp style content unless you are a big content creator you're not going to necessarily grow off of it because the rules that apply to us in the like beginning stages of our youtube careers or our youtube channels the rules that apply to us for discoverability do not apply to those that have already got 200, 300, 400, 500,000 plus subscribers. Completely yeah. different. And I always use the, the analogy, Green could put a video out tomorrow of him literally walking down the road going la di da di da and he'll have 200,000 views before lunch. We do that and we'll get nothing. So you've got to keep that in mind. That, you know, If you want to start an SMP or join an SMP, the rules are different. When it comes to discoverability. Yeah, I agree. I was just going to say, I, I think it is a good 
um, environment for those of you that play together to grow together because we're sharing, we're retweeting each other's tweets about our upload on our videos. We're commenting on them. We're showing each other doing collabs in the videos. It is good in that nature, but um, you don't really see a massive growth. So then that begs the question then, which is probably the, the main topic of today is for content creators then is SMP content dead or is it dying? Well, I can't remember who it was that, that uh, said it. Oh, I know it was British weirdo. He had made a video asking if Hermitcraft was dying. I guess through his research or whatever, he, he, in his opinion, it wasn't. I personally watch less Hermitcraft now. There are a select few. I'll watch Impulse, Tango, um, and occasionally some of the others. And I don't know why. I can't pinpoint why. I don't know if it's every year they're trying to outdo themselves or they're getting farther away from vanilla. I don't know what it is. So I can't say, yes, I feel that Hermitcraft is dying. I don't know. a brave person to say that Hermitcraft would fall over and die. I, I, I don't think that would be the case. But, you know, for smaller SMPs like the Interrealms and the Daybounds, you know, not that either of those SMPs are going to fall over either because we're all pretty committed to each of those brands. But yeah. The, the, obviously, there's a there's a class in difference and results between Hermitcraft results, what they're getting, and what we're getting in terms of you know return on investment in terms of time. So, why is it it's not an attractive option for people to say, oh, here's a new S and P, let's watch it? Why is it why is it not a an avenue for growth? Do we think? I I think to something to think about and I'm going to touch on that but like why do we watch the the people that we do from Hermitcraft like why do you watch Hermitcraft is it for the builds is it for the collaborations is it for the you know the banter between everybody I watch it mostly for the banter I like the builds and I I like seeing them but I I really truly could care less if they time lapse it or show me how they built it I just like mostly laugh I watch mostly Iskal, Stress, Green, sometimes Mumbo. Um and I, I love Iskal. He's probably my favorite YouTuber right now because he does the Vault Hunters. And I just think his his um personality makes me laugh so hard because <laughs> he's quirky <laughs> like me. But I think with SMPs, especially for us smaller content creators, you know, I find that those that are growing, it's not, you know, like we said, it's not from the SMP, it's from tutorials, from how to's. If you mix those in with, then people can find your, you know, cause most people are like looking for, how do I do this on Minecraft? How do I make this farm? How do I breed villagers? How do I build this style house? Um, and through that, then sometimes you find somebody is like oh they also are on an smp um i think a good example of that would be like maybe rabid rabbit um mm -hmm. he does a lot of like tutorials and farm videos uh and he gets people from that and then i think then they 
discover his videos um, for SMP for Daybound. You know, but I think it's just all about discoverability and getting yourself out there. And that's the hard, that's the super hard part. And everybody wants this magical, I want this, there to be like a magical, you know, oh, you just have to do this and you just have to do this formula, you know, and you'll get discovered, but it just doesn't work like that. It's like, you just have to be what people are looking for to watch at that moment. Personally, I'm kind of shifting from all of this, like same style pointy build, how, uh, you know, houses with these roofs and everything. And I, I'm, I find myself going more recently towards like those content creators that are doing more organic builds, like green and that. Um, so I think people just change over time and one day maybe they'll change and what we're doing will be what they want to watch. And it'll pop up in their feed. We can only hope. Right. And um, uh, seeing that's one thing I've noticed with Hermocraft. Uh, some of the storylines that they like to do, uh, just things, events that they like to get started. I, I've seen a shift from that. And that, that's originally what I kind of enjoyed uh, in the beginning, uh, especially with the collaborations, um, the Hermacraft Civil War, things like that, um, the Turf Wars. Uh, this season, I've seen a shift in less of that. So uh, what Interrealms is doing, I mean, we started talking about it in season, at the end of season one, what we're now doing in season three. And I, you know... Uh, because of the 118-117 split, you know, things, plans had to change, which uh, I came to terms with, but that's beside the point. Um, but I really, really enjoy story-driven or plot-driven type things, and I think it still allows for collaboration and ad-libbing and, and things like that. Uh, what Ocean Clan is doing... Uh, with their storylines is is awesome. I mean, because a lot of the stuff that has been worked in is organic. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, this is just what I'm seeing in the videos. I mean, you can attest to that, uh, Troj. But uh, I that's that's what that's what I enjoy is more maybe story driven plot line. Uh, Less the less uh, SMP let's play type content, um, to where you know you have rivalries and and things, which I guess gets us into the maybe the mid tier type uh, content or SMPs like uh, you've got what Legacy and Empires and would they be considered mid tier or Legacy's, Legacy's they've pulled up stumps. Well, oh, it doesn't mean anything to those from overseas. Legacy's gone. They've um, because they had some, no. they've had they had some big people on there. They had slice slice lime, you know, which is a Mojang employee and logical geek boy. And I, I was happy to see Avalanche and Skizzleman on there. Yeah, I'm. I was like, 
I thought they were going to be just as big as Hermitcraft. You know, and they really, well, I'm just going to back up the conversation a little bit to Interrealms. Um, you said there about the storyline thing. So coming into this season, there was a lot of us, I won't say all of us, but there was a lot of us that we jumped on this bandwagon, so to speak, of general let's play, <clears throat> sorry, general let's play SMP content is not resulting in results that we want. So let's try something different. So there were some of us, particularly Swing Pie, myself, um, to, well, let's try something a little bit thematic. Let's try it like cinematically. And then just without even planning it, everyone sort of jumped onto the same thing. Let's, let's tell a story. And that's trying, we're trying to consciously be different with the way we're presenting it. What I really liked with Legacy is they were trying to think outside the box as well. Now, obviously, they had some bigger ones on there. I think even like Flip was on there as well at mm -hmm. one state. I think I could be yeah. wrong with that. Uh, Mythical Sausage. I think so. Well, someone, yeah. But they had like Sausage was on there as well. Yeah. I think they were definitely intending like, let's go head to head with Hermitcraft here. And, but they didn't set out to copy Hermitcraft. They went and tried their own things. Like they had like a story, particularly, I think it was. Season two, I think, you know, they tried, you know, like a, a background, you know, they've destroyed the world and now they're in this post-apocalyptic world and they've got to rebuild. But then they were trying to involve their community in like voting on different events. So they were trying to go outside the sphere as well. And that's probably something that SMPs, if you're either starting an SMP or you've got an existing SMP is maybe us creators that are on these SMPs, we need to maybe start thinking, okay, we're not going to compete with the likes of Hermitcraft because why is someone going to watch us play a game and they can watch an Escal play a game or they can watch a Grian play a game? Right. Who are, you going, who are you going to watch? Who are you going to pick? Someone you have no idea who it is or someone that you know what you're getting. Yeah. So do we need, is the future of SMP content then is, you know, does it have to evolve in some way to rekindle against the romance of it all? You know, the, the fun, the excitement that people, it's something different than what they're expecting. Yeah. I think somebody that is on Daybound, Ravencraft, she is kind of doing something this season that is, I feel like, sort of magical. Um, so she's doing content with us as Ravencraft on Daybound. But she, on her own, is kind of doing this storyline with a character and evolving that's how her base area is going to evolve is through through this storyline but she's keeping it apt, you know like separate from the interaction she has with us and i i just it's kind of intriguing um it started the episode she put out today actually and um it's it's good i wondered why she was in several different uh skins when she was on the other day now it makes sense. And I, I don't know. I'm actually not really big into stories. Because um, I get on really well with all everybody on Interrealms. And I actually contemplated applying to be on Interrealms. But I know everybody is like very story driven. And I was kind of like, wow, I am so not good with that. I, I just kind of go along. And my content like... In my video I put out today, there's like, like content from 
an adventure that just came up all of a sudden with Rabid Rabbit. So, yeah, I, I do think you're right, though. I think SMPs need to, we need to start really thinking how can we make it different to stand out instead of trying to be like the big guys let's make ourselves stand out from the big guys yeah exactly and you know it's no secret that this niche that we're in of minecraft on youtube it is way oversaturated it is oh definitely yeah so you know you you do you're right you, you've got to you've got to figure out a way to stand out and like mm -hmm. but then i sort of I still think back to like there, there was a, a comment that was made by someone on on Twitter. Uh, it was probably a month or two back, maybe, and it was about SMP content. And this this content creator made the comment to to the along the lines of you know I wasted twelve months on a small SMP, and I read that and went, do you ever actually waste time? Like, okay, did you? Get thousands and thousands of subscribers from the SP content? Probably not. But did you get to create a community? Did you get to meet friends? Did you get to make connections with other content creators? I don't ever see it as a waste. Right. And I thought that con that comment was actually in very poor taste. And you know, you imagine someone's at the start of their journey and they're all hyped up. And they might be following this this particular creator because they are getting on the beat well not huge, but they are growing pretty steadily. You know, and if they're one of their um, young fans is out there thinking about it, you know, do I start a YouTube channel? I'm doing this Let's Play and then reads a comment like that. Would they be discouraged? Because it's hard enough as it is starting a channel and trying to get somewhere without be having it thrown in your face that the content that you're making is a waste of time. Right. And if somebody likes that content, you're kind of like, oh, well, you know, I, I, I think that negativity is, is just not, it's not good because no matter what, even if you're not getting, like you said, all the views and gross from it, my first SMP, I mean, I learned a lot just about Minecraft. I learned, you know, I played around with editing, um, it took me a while just to figure out that I can't just talk about daily stuff when everybody's recording. <laughs> um, you have a lot to like learn. And I think being on a smaller one helps you to kind of get that stuff out and like grow. And it's so to me, how could that ever be a, a waste? Um, plus, you know, you've, you've met people and like the people I met on there, led me to other people and where I fit in and everything. So I, you know, you have to look at it as it was a stepping stone in the journey. Mm -hmm. Very much so. Now, and I think there's still a place for SMP content on a YouTube channel um, for all the reasons that you've just said. If, if, if nothing else, learning the craft of making a video. Because it's not as simple as, you know, some people start a channel up and you can see it when they start. They they just go and they, they play, <clears throat> they record, they might cut it down to like 20, 30 minutes and then they just yeah. upload. Yeah. And it it is a lot more to it than that. And mm -hmm. that's that's part of the learning curve that people have got to come to. And most times they learn that on a small SMP. Yeah. My, my content uh, that I put out, I... I don't want to be the type of 
content creator, you know, you see smaller Let's Plays or whatever, they just, you know, they just uh, slap a bunch of footage, you know, it's it's like very, very little editing. And um, that's why I was so excited about this uh, story-driven type stuff, because that's all always what I've wanted to strive toward is having more cinematic or higher production type videos. And I'm continually learning new editing things. Um, that's why, you know, the content you might see for me uh, for season three of Interrealms uh, isn't going to seem vanilla because I want to do things outside of the box uh, that that I know I'll be happy with. And I think that's important. Um, whether or not you get the views, whether or not you get the subs, if you've created a piece of art and you're pleased with it, uh, nothing else, you know, nothing else matters. Now it is gratifying when someone else sees your art and appreciates that, but uh, you've got to be happy with what you're putting out. You, you know, you don't want to just put something up just for the sake of trying to, to hit the algorithm or just to, you know, to, to please YouTube, you know, having a, a video out. Um, that's just the, that's just my opinion. I, I want to ha put a video up that I'm proud of. Yeah. I think when you can be proud of what you've done, it's, it's definitely a good thing. And I do think also too, like, I, my, my playing with everyone on Daybound and everything, it, it's, it's just downright fun. Like we went and busting, um, and it's a group thing. The laughs that we had that day were, you, you cannot put a price on it. Um, we were laughing so hard. I was crying. I couldn't see my screen, <laughs> it was, but like, and then when you watch it back and now my footage, my storage got full on my one drive so that I was saving it to, I lost like all of that really good stuff, but it's in the other founders videos. But my God, like when you go back and edit those fun times, when you're laughing while you're editing, it's, it's just, it's such a good feeling. Cause you know, like you're loving what, what you did and you love the time that you had and those memories. And, um, I think that's very important. You know, if you're doing videos just for the sake of doing videos, it's not good. Like I used to do a ton of resource pack videos and I do need to get back into doing those because I do enjoy it. But, and people do like to watch those. And I think, but from there, then they find, you know, your other content, but you got to love it and you got to be proud of it. Uh-huh. Well, I think you got to find the balance between the loving and enjoying the video. But also, sorry, Minor, you do have to keep in mind as a content creator, discoverability and how the algorithm actually does work because it's that's an important factor you have to take into account because if you do make videos, yes, you might love them, but I'm sure we would all like to like grow at least a little bit. If you're putting up stuff that isn't searchable, then it's not going to get found and no one is going to find your art. Well, not many is going to find your art to appreciate it. You know, and I think I look at, um, you know, I, I don't watch a great deal of day to be honest. I, I watch yours magpie because, you know, we're friends, um, and swarming. Actually, I do actually now, cause I'm, I know most of the ones on day so I actually do, but, um, now that I think about it, but 
I'll, I'll talk mainly about uh, the Interrealm side. You know, I think what the content that's coming out from Interrealms is is um, quite a good standard. But because our titles and that is not something that people search for, it stopped getting seen. And that's a shame. And maybe the maybe the whole secret to the whole thing is we need to change our title so it's not clickbait, but it's like searchable. It's hitting those keywords because yeah. that is a part of it. That that's is, that's like, part. Yeah. And I know, Mine, you don't want to be the slave to the algorithm and all that, but unfortunately, the level that we're at, we've got to play the game to right. to grow. And I, and I know you're not at that level where you want to you know, grow. You just want to make it for you. And that's great. That makes you happy. Fantastic. So on for like myself, though, is I do want to get those subscribers. I do want to you know, right. progress. I've got to think about those things. And that, in a way, probably should be impacting the type of... Um, not the type of content, but what is actually in the content yeah. that I'm actually making. When, like, using, like, you know, doing SMPs and all that, but still we have to still be learning and, like, using the uh, tools that we have, like VidIQ and TubeBuddy and all them, they help us with our titles and just searching it ourselves and doing that little bit of extra work to see if it is a good title or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But there's a lot more that goes into it, isn't there, really? Like, when you start your journey to, you know, when you get in six months, 12 months, two years into it, of a, being a content creator, there's a lot more involved than what you realize at the start. Right. Yeah. It's just hard, though. Um, and uh, it, this subject was uh, brought up in a player meeting. Um, when I was talking about my plans for season three, uh, it's, it's hard when you, you have a great idea and you're like, you know, you come up with this idea and if you don't jump on it before someone else does, then you, you just, you get lost in the fray. Uh, B-dubs is doing kind of adventure type thing. And that's, I had talked to a Trojan. I had talked about doing something along the same lines way before B-dubs, way before B-dubs, season nine had even started. And we're like, dang it. I mean, he's, he's that's our idea. But I mean, we can't claim it because we didn't jump on it. And you just get kind of lost in, so if, or compared to. So um, what, I, what I'm planning for season three of Interrealms is creating content, creating content, things for the interrealmers to do so they have options for content uh, i'm go i'm going to be doing different things uh to create content for myself as well as uh things that you know i don't want to spoil too much things that the interrealmers can use for their content as well uh, along the lines of beat up so i know uh, I know I'm going to get compared to that, and that's fine. I'm fine with that. If if I get some subs or comments or likes or whatever because I'm being compared, I mean, great, great. I mean, maybe that's what it takes is is to maybe do things that have been done before, but with your own little twist, and maybe that will get you noticed. 
and that's all really, I think that that's kind of like what it is because there, you know, I know a lot of people say, oh, well, they stole my build idea or they stole this or that, but a lot of things have been done and mm-hmm. you know, taking inspiration from something and putting your own twist on it to me is not stealing somebody's idea, but, but taking a really good idea and making it their own, as long as they haven't copied it block for block, you know, um, I, I think so much has already been done. And unless we can put a different spin on it, like our own spin, like me, I'm running with my, I have a lot of like magpie moments and <laughs> it just started, I think, especially on inter or on, uh, last, last life, another look better. Um, I, I do, I just simple things. I'm like, I think I've asked Swarmy, I don't know how many times about, can you make infinite lava? I forget. Or like, uh, hoodie had a magpie moment when we were end busting. He tried to look into an ender chest for loot, uh, in one of the end cities. It's just, it's an, it's an ongoing thing now. So I think if you can find those things that kind of make you different and instead of fighting them, go with them, that helps as well. That's, I, I agree. If you find something that people can pick out or, I mean, we've had many, many, many discussions with Dracolis 89 uh, he seems to find glitches wherever, wherever. And we've told him if you, if you have something that, uh, people latch onto, you know, magpie moments, mm-hmm. uh, Troj, you know, he's got wood, uh, anything that people can, you know, say, oh yeah, the, he's the, uh, glitch guy or it's the magpie moments, um, you know, or it's if those little things that people can latch on to, uh, you know, those those will get you noticed. Yeah. And the best part is is when they develop organically and they're not forced. Right. That is when it becomes actually a thing. So a Drac with the Dracolis glitch, he should be embracing that, not trying to bury it under like, it's not it. And if people are listening for the first time because maybe, you know, you're listening for the first time because Magpie's with us. Uh, Drac on Interrealms. If something does not go the way that he thinks it should work, it becomes a glitch. And he says, oh, it's it's a glitch. This Enderman has glitched. This is glitched. This is glitched. And it turns out either he's just it's user error or he's just mistaken. Nine times out of ten. And it's become a, a known as the Dracola's glitch to the point there's memes about it and yeah, all sorts memes. of stuff. And, but he hides from it. He doesn't, but to me, like the last thing I want to be known for is the guy with, that has little wood. And that became a big thing there for about six, six months. Oh, sorry. It, it uh-huh. went huge. And you know what? I put it on a t-shirt and I've sold dozens of those t-shirts. Right. So embrace it. Just even if you've got to, and this actually comes back to something Mac, I said right at the start, when you get the, the, the haters and the troll type comments. Mm-hmm. if you can laugh at yourself with the stupid things that you say like in the last stream i did on friday night on on better minecraft i made the stupid comment of don't i look lickable and <laughs> you, you feel so small when you say something so stupid but then you see that people are latching onto it yeah. it's just like embrace the darkness embrace the dark side you know just go with it because it can become a thing that 
you're in to make money, but you can monetize that sort of stuff, or you can be known for that sort of thing. And all of a sudden your community has something that they can joke about together. Yes, it may be at your expense, but join in the laughter. Don't, don't run away from it. Right. You know, mine, right? That one moment, uh, the, the three of us were. Oh, it worked in creative. Yeah, it worked in creative. I have tested so many things in creative with TNT, TNT minecarts, you know, my favorite thing. And they will work in creative, <laughs> but not during, uh, du- not during the live stream. <laughs> Still some of the most popular clips on my Twitter. Oh, I know. You and Jurassic's blowing each other up. Right. And I, I, I love it. Those are some of my most favorite moments is just, uh, just things that happen organically. Yeah. And, and that's like, probably... another one that I have that I, a lot of people are kind of, cause I'm a magpie. That's where the name Magpie Craft came from is in real life. A lot of my family would say, you're like a magpie. You're drawn to everything shiny and glittery. Um, <laughs> and so when I was coming up with my name for my YouTube channel and my YouTube, you know, I, I went with Magpie Craft. Um, and so now every time I get like my wings, you know, enchanted wings or uh, diamonds and things. I I do like a little a little dance that says you know like I got my shinies and and even on belt hunters people are like give her the shinies give magpie all your shinies, but yeah you have to embrace those moments the and the organic, you know, th- that uh, forced and false and fake not good and I think when things don't go right and we're just human the more human you are on. YouTube and in your videos and I used to try to make everything like as perfect as I could um I find I'm like but Isco isn't but stress doesn't they're themselves like they don't you know edit out every little laugh that they may not like or you know the 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 more real the laugh the more I'm drawn to it so I'm trying to embrace that in my own thing right and that's fair enough too one thing I've noticed, um, I mean, like with Sweeney's content, he's he's striving to have the highly cinematic stuff, but then he has, you know, I guess it's along the same lines of uh, the magpie moments, is he has the captain's logs at the end of his videos, just fun little clips of things, off-the-wall organic things that have happened while recording. Yeah, that sounds really good to have a captain's log. I w- I'm a I, well, I was a truckie. I haven't watched it in a while, but yeah, that's great. And like that's um like Magpie said that you know Interrails was very story driven in that. When we're actually playing though, like it's not. Um, we sort of take all the that footage and just we craft the story around it. And I know someone has said to me, "Oh, you guys are all um." scripted now and it's like well i'm actually take pleasure in hearing that you think that we're scripted what we do is we have a general overview of where we want the next month to go in terms of um each of the clans then how we get there it's all organic um you know and the classic example that i can think of is when we did the yeeting ceremony to to actually join the clan man we were recording for like three and a half hours it turned into like a 10 minute episode 
And just like your end busting thing there, I think all of us, like I've got a, a clip there of Naku saying, I've got to go AFK for a minute because I'm about to pee. Like it was just so funny and the stupidity that we got up to, it was just nuts. And and that's part of it that, hang on a sec, sorry. <coughs> sorry. Um, sorry. And that, that's part of it, that whole, that SMP experience, that if you're just sitting there making tutorials and stuff, you are missing out on a big part of the adventure and the fun of being a content creator. And that is meeting and playing with your fellow content creators or your community or whatever. It is such a huge part of it. And to me, you know, I've got, you know, the, the new Troge channel that started up, you know, probably six months ago now that, you know, I'll put a video on there and I'll get hundreds to thousands of organic views. And, you know, and the sub count is going up literally daily. And I, so I could very happily sit here and go, you know what? I'm going to close down DTG Family Gaming. I'm going to leave into realms. I'm just going to do tutorials. But why would I? I'm going to miss all the other stuff, all the interactions, the, the, the part of me that loves to be telling a story and crafting a story because you know for years i loved writing and i just don't get enough time to do it anymore youtube is and minecraft is giving me an avenue to rediscover that passion for telling a story and you can't swap that for the world are you going for for mine are you going to get thousands of views and subscribers from let's play content probably not but man the other stuff is just so much more important. Like mine are, you know, we've said to each other, it's like we talk to each other more than we talk to our own brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Mm-hmm. You know, we've, we've formed that bond. Um, you know, Magpie, you and I have chatted a fair bit since we've met, met as well. Yeah. And, you know, mm-hmm. and you make those connections with people that you talk with. Like, I think everyone on Instagrams, I talk to at least once a week for the most part. Um, and if not, if I have missed anyone on the on that interim front, I'm sorry, but um, you know, you can't replace that. No, you know, and and that's why when I saw that comment from a creator saying I wasted my time for twelve months on a small SMP, but did you really, really? No, no, um, no. I was just saying. Do you think that people tend to watch the bigger content creators on their SMPs not only because they are more discoverable, but they kind of start a, a season and they do it from start to finish. I think with a lot of the smaller content creators, they might start an SMP and then other people in the SMP kind of don't play. And then you kind of lose your, and I, I'm guilty of this myself, you lose your way and you think, oh, wow, nobody's on. It's not really fun anymore. And people watching your content I think if they see that you don't really start and finish things that it, it may not be. And, and I know like sometimes things happen like with the Hermitcraft season, like um, last season, season eight, I was kind of over the whole moon thing. I don't know about anybody else, but mm-hmm, me, that was just, that was just such a, a crazy, insane storyline. And I, I just was not feeling it at all. Um, so I, I think they were trying to rush the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I, I think if you if your people that are watching your content see that you're committed to your content and they know there's going to be another episode and it's not going to just get cut short right away, 
that maybe they're more inclined to stay watching. I don't know. Probably a really good. That's probably a really good point. Um, and I know you know in in some of my my studies and that you know people are saying that whole um, you know you start watching a small streamer you might not see how the the end comes about because they might stop making the videos or they just don't see things through from start to finish. So this probably is actually a a really valid point. Um, the other thing that you said there as well about you know the discoverability of those big ones is. Again, it's discoverability for the bigger ones is irrelevant because they've already got that established community there. They they drop a video, they get the views, they get the um the click through rate, and they get the um retention and the interaction. So that just hits the algorithm, and the algorithm just goes, "Thank you." Um, and but the and the other really important thing that I think is actually important for SMPs to think about is you said that you know you can join a server. And then after a little while, no one's online. I know with interrealms, like we're going through one of those periods at the moment where real life hits everyone at almost the same time. Right. And that impacts your game time. Um, because, you know, none of us are full time at this. So, you know, we have families, we have jobs, we have dramas, unfortunately, um, in the real world that impacts your game time. And I think it's just a natural thing for a server to go through periods where there is a lull that there is that that lull there and what you really need i guess is the commitment from the playing base to go hey you know what we are in a lull here at the moment and that's totally fine because everyone's smashed not in a good way they're just you know just over in unindated with stuff that they've got to deal with in real life Mm -hmm. it's okay to take a break for a month then we come back and we we go again and you know, I've you know, this we're coming up on two years of um, interrealms here, and I would say probably every three months, almost on the day, real life hits for a majority or all the player base, and it just goes through this period of inactivity, mm-hmm. and then boom, all of a sudden it just picks up again. So I guess that's something that other SP that are smaller SP need to keep in mind is you know sometimes that happens and. Don't lose faith. Just get back into it when you can, and it'll go again. Yeah, I mean, look at Mumbo. He's taking a good, sizable break. It happens to the best of us. You know, life happens, and it, it should come first. Life should come first. But I think breaks are good. I think when you're small, though, too long of a break can sometimes really... I know I, I took some time away from my channel and making content I just needed to and uh, I think it does affect I, I think you know I didn't really lose a ton but I, I didn't gain a lot when I was on my break so you know I think though um, you know from what I'm hearing is you know we need breaks maybe uh, getting to Back to the the subject, are SMPs dying? Um, and I think maybe SMPs are in a lull, but I think what's going to help us as content creators uh, survive is doing other things, like Magpie said, doing tutorials, uh, doing... Uh, resource pack uh, 
or texture pack uh, type, uh, what do you call them, showcases. Mm-hmm. But I think what's going to help us survive, and I've, I've noticed this from content creators, the bigger ones and the mid-tier ones, helping each other get discovered is events like uh, what happened today with uh, the Troj, uh, Muddy Puddles, UHC event. And we had the the, the Nether Look Better event for Interrealms. Now, Hermitcraft is uh, doing the last life, double life, third life, whatever life you want to call it this year <laughs> type of thing. And we have, you know, uh, so I think getting diversified is going to keep these SMPs, whatever size it is, will keep us keep us going as content creators. Well, I absolutely love that that Nether Look Better event. Like now that I can look back on it, I've had space and time. You know, running an event is not as easy as it seems. No. Um, and I know when Magpie unfortunately joined uh, Team Dead. <laughs> And yeah. they were giving me a hand behind the scenes, you know, I, you know, when actually not just Magpie, when a lot of the others too, they joined that and they were helping me out to try to keep an eye on things. And I had a couple of people comment to me is like, you know, I was literally teleporting all around that server to try and make sure that things were going as smooth as possible. And you don't always get people to recognize that at times. And they just, people can get into that frame of mind of we've got a win and if a decision doesn't go our way from the the powers that be then they they're against us and no you can get those sort of comments but looking back on that time it was it was so much fun met so many great people from it Mm -hmm. um yeah again i would now now that i've had time i will do an event again but when we were ready to wrap up never look better it was like i think i'm done with events guys Um, But that was understandable, yeah, at the time, yeah. Yeah, now that I've had that break, yeah, I'm happy to build something else. So, But, you know, you take the lessons that you've learned from an event like that and you take it to the next one. You go, well, okay, this is what people were not happy about in this event, so how do we change it so that we avoid that problem next time? And it's a total learning thing, so. Yeah, and I, I think that's the whole journey of an SMP is a learning thing. Um, but I mean, yeah, are they dead? I don't know. Are they uh-huh. in the wall? I don't know. But I think it helps what I was getting at is I think it helps with discovery because with the nether look better, I discovered a lot of new creators and made a lot of friends. Um, and, and I'm noticing the same thing, you know, with the last life series, uh, I am not watching everything put out but uh, there are some smaller creators that uh, I've I've discovered uh, through that so I I think it helps discoverability and you know getting back to what helps drive an SMP or get getting discovered on an SMP that you're a part of is doing those things outside of it you know, the interesting thing is, may have been last year sometime or at some point, I think it was Mumbo put a 
poll up on his YouTube channel asking what people enjoyed the most watching. And correct me if I'm wrong, but the overwhelming, sorry, correct me if I'm wrong, but the overwhelming winner of that poll was collaborations. Now, the only style of content that gives you collaborations, for the most part, is an SMP style or playing from an SMP. So I, for me, is SMP content dead? No, I still think it has a place um, to be had A, in the community and B, as a content creator to play on a server. Um, is it going to be the content that makes you famous? Probably not. But I like to take the example of uh, what I'm trying to achieve with running my two different channels now is I'm trying to get people to find me and discover me through tutorials and things, but then they stay the fun stuff. That's mm -hmm. what I'm hoping happens uh, because I'm not going to stop making SMT, SMP videos because I, I love the community. And when I say community, hey, yes, the little community, the budding community that I've got that like following and then the community of content creators that we've built and continue to build wouldn't swap it for the world. Now, with your new channel, um, are you putting your SMP videos on that channel or are they strictly on your other channel? So the Troj channel is strictly uh, tutorials, like serious based concept content, mm -hmm. like tutorials and like shader packs and stuff like that, just to showcase like a compare vanilla to complementary or whatever. Um, that's all it's going to be. But what I'm hoping to do is cross brand once it gets big enough and then direct them over to the Let's Play channel. Um, I need to reevaluate the DTG channel because I think it got very early on um, when shorts were first released. I had a lot of success with shorts and now... In all honesty, that is actually hurting me massively um, because those subscribers are, for all intents and purposes, they are dead subscribers. They they came in and they don't get recommended the footage. They don't see it. And now YouTube, because they don't interact, YouTube is taking all those subscribers off. So I actually reached out to YouTube a little while ago and said um, via Twitter, all those subscribers that I got from this list of videos, please remove in one fell swoop from my channel. And they said, no, we can't do that, basically. So I'm contemplating restarting a Let's Play channel um, and basically starting from scratch because I think shorts killed ETG family gaming. So... Yeah. My, my philosophy... There's a lot of like ups and downs with it. And I know you and I have talked about this before, mm -hmm. but I think one of the bigger things is that yes, with shorts, you can get a lot of subscribers, but what I found was that they, the people that watch shorts and that subscribe from them, they're not really invested in you or your channel or your other content. And you don't really get the views on your larger videos from them correct right yeah yeah so. it's too easy to hit that sub button when you're flicking through not that i do it often but when you flick through the the shorts mm -hmm. um yeah and you know the other problem that i've got this is a whole different topics that maybe mine we might put on the list is shorts a good thing or a bad thing 
it, it kills your um your view time. Yeah, your average view time it kills it. Yeah. So I can um, I fully understand why the bigger ones like Mr Beast and all of them they have a dedicated shorts channel that they do do mm-hmm. shorts. I think shorts are valuable for brand building. Don't get me wrong. I think they are a great thing to do. But never again will I mix shorts onto a channel that has like trade channel with where it's got bigger, longer format content. I will never mix it again. You know, I got 5,000 subscribers in a in two-week period at the end when shorts were first coming out because I had two videos that went like for half a million views each. They just went nuts. None of those people get recommended my content now. So, you know, I've got 5,000 people sitting there, apparently, mm-hmm. but 40 people watch the videos. So the algorithm goes, well, his own subscribers don't watch the videos, so we're not going not gonna to push it. And, yeah, I'm going to be doing some experiments with that shortly to see, is it just a con? Is, does my content suck or is this channel broken now? Yeah. I think that, yeah, and that could be something, a topic for another discussion, like when, you know, yeah, definitely getting into shorts and like how it affects the channel and also too, like taking a look at each like longer videos, um, how are longer people watching our longer videos versus the that could That could be a good topic for the next live one, Minor, because I think there'd be a lot of people interested in that topic and probably get a lot of thought and feedback too from their own um, statistics. So maybe we put that on for the next live one that we're hoping to do maybe once a month. That's right. Um, But I've one thing about shorts, uh, and I've seen it on Twitter, a couple people, I'd say mid-tier creators, asking if they should start shorts. Now, I think if you have a bigger following, because I've noticed like Scar doing shorts, uh, that never done shorts before. I don't, just like with other content, I don't think it affects the larger creators. Uh, I don't think they'd be hurt. Their channels would be hurt by doing a short here or there. Um, it, I think... It really hurts the smaller creators. I'm saving it for when I'm a little bit bigger. I was really into the shorts for a while there to try to grow, um, but I haven't done them for a while now. Yeah, I'll, right. I'll never do shorts again on a... Well, I'll, sorry, I do do shorts on the shorts channel, but that's just for me, that's just for brand building. That's yeah, brand recognition, so... Yeah, I was burnt too much by that at the start. And actually, curiously, you know, um, Josh, Joshland and Cubsy, the three of us were probably the ones that had the most success from shorts when they were in that, that beta phase right right at the start. And the three of us are sort of all gone and looked, mm, that probably has hurt our channel. So, yeah. But again, different topic for a different day and we've gone off on a massive tangent. And I apologize. <laughs> right. And we're... Uh... Probably going to have to wrap it up here real soon. We are very much out of time. But, you know, I think we we covered the SMP thing, I think, pretty well. And it was fantastic getting um, Magpie's thoughts on it, being obviously from a, a, a second SMP, a different SMP than, than Interrealms as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think it was a valuable discussion. And not that we've resolved the discussion one way or the other, 
but hopefully we've given the community and those listening just some some food for thought in their own thoughts and their own thought patterns there. I was just going to say, I think a generalization of SMPs is that, you know, go into them with an, you know, not a mind of, oh, it's going to help me grow overnight, but go into them as um, a learning experience and a way to build your Minecraft community. And on, it does help you to learn how to improve um, in many, many, many different ways. So I think if people approach it in that aspect, I think SMPs are great and I, I do think they do have a place I don't, and I, you know, don't think they're out of there, but I think also to trying to, like you said earlier, think outside the box. Right. And I think that's a really good summation of, yeah, I agree. Right. It's for me, it's a way to, to grow together and not just in, uh, you know, subs or getting noticed by each other. It's, it's learning from each other, like you said, helping each other, you know, in areas we might lack or uh, just learning, learning different things. Absolutely. Yeah, very much. And, you know, it should, it should, if you ever find yourself, and this was something that I think my physics teacher said to me when I was in like grade 10, I think, <laughs> back in the time now. If you ever find yourself going, I know everything about this particular topic, you need to give yourself a stiff uppercut because you don't, you you never stop learning. Right. Now, if you, uh, if anybody is listening to this podcast and uh, you've made it this far to the end, if you have thoughts or things you'd like to say on this subject, uh, hit us up on Twitter and and any of the socials and uh let's we can keep this conversation going and maybe even touch on some of the comments that we see uh, around the socials on the subject things that have been said in this podcast uh we we'd love we love discussion and the next i i think we will shoot for the next podcast recording to be a live session so if there's any comments on this podcast that you've just listened to hit us up and uh don't we'll address forget. those things don't forget you can head over to interrealmssmp.com up the top right hand corner there is the connect there and you can leave comments there or any feedback that you might have on the topic from today also if you'd like to see magpie back in the future please let us know because we would be more than happy to have Magpie back anytime. So, uh, do, I'd love to come back. <laughs> does Daybound have a a website or just find you on the, the socials? Uh, we do have a website and I, you know, should have had it ready. I'm just looking for it right now. Information. <laughs> okay. Yes, it is um, www.daybound uh hyphen smp.com forward slash yeah right and where can people find you magpie oh gosh well on youtube and um discord uh and as well twitter and what do they have to look up on those things i mean we could we could get we could we could ask them to go onto youtube randomly and try and find you but right (laughs) (laughs) well if you if you go onto youtube i know i should like this is how 
have all this stuff like memorized. But yeah, YouTube, um, if you just search me as Magpie Craft, um, I need to go in and do that thing where you change the ending of your YouTube mm-hmm. bar to just be Magpie Craft. Um, you'll find me on um, Twitter as well. I am Magpie Craft One. And on Discord, my Discord is Magpie's Burb House. Those are on my YouTube channel. My Twitter and my Discord are on my YouTube channel on the banner. So, yeah, if you find me on YouTube, you'll find me. Let's hope the mighty Kigazo too when he puts this up. We'll leave a link in um, the description of this podcast (laughs) to all of that above. Yes, that, (laughs) that would be great. Uh, for me, obviously, you can find me on Twitch under The One Troge, uh, on YouTube under The Troge, and also on YouTube under DTG Family Gaming. And you can find me under Minor Thoughts just about everywhere. Uh, I think my Twitter is tiny1114, though. Wish I could change that. Uh, but I don't well, there's a story to that. I will I will tell you later, much later. Maybe in the live stream I can go into the story why I am known as Tiny Miner. That 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 started with my first job as a miner, so well, I'll tell that story later. <laughs> well, Magpie, we hope that you have enjoyed your time uh on the Interrealms podcast. We've really appreciated you having there, having you here. And um, yeah, hope that we can do it again real soon. Yes, I would love that. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Our pleasure. Our pleasure.